0: Welcome to the Short Funk Podcast, I'm Tom Barbalay, and today, false nirvanas. As I may have mentioned in a previous Short Funk, I'm a big fan of Sun Wukong. Sun Wukong was, well, he's a mythological character, but basically he was a monkey god who wandered around China and India, possibly even Tibet, with a Buddhist monk, a fish spirit, and a pig spirit. And his horse, that was also a cloud, various other things. If you were to take anything away from Sun Wukong... It's the notion that you will frequently, well, some more than others, find yourself in a false nirvana, a sense that you have reached heaven on earth, everything is perfect, and then mysteriously you start to realise that certain things are eroding and really it's just a contraption, for want of a better term, of your own imagination. Today I don't necessarily want to talk about these Sun Wukong-based false nirvanas, I want to talk about circumstances which appear wonderful to others appear like the most perfect circumstances that could possibly occur. Things that would make people jealous associated with these circumstances. But in practical terms, when you are actually there, when you are amongst it, when this stuff is happening to you, this is like your worst nightmare. And it's very difficult to convey this to people because they immediately see, oh, this is a wonderful, amazing thing. I've had a few examples of this through my life. One of my favourite ones that I return to periodically is a place called Scone. As a boy, well, in my late teens and early twenties, I went to Elands twice. The first time I went to Elands, it was documented in the writing and field of chaos. The second time I went to Elands, I was going up there with the view that the people that lived in Elands were all at a festival, and we could have basically a commune to ourselves, a good opportunity to detox. I just had a rather nasty relationship breakup. I was you know, a college student and just getting out of Canberra, getting far away from it all in like a remote commune just sounded like a really good deal. My friend and I traveled to Sydney with the plan, actually we had another friend with us, with the plan to go onto Elands. The nearest town to Elands is a place called Wingham. Wingham has like a flying pick, basically. And the plan was to get a bus to Wingham. And then to wait for people to take us up to Elands, which I don't know is about a maybe additional hour, maybe less. So I purchased the tickets. I was the responsible one who did things like purchasing tickets, and I made sure on the tickets that they actually wrote that we were going to Wingham and all that kind of stuff, and I made sure I got a copy of the tickets and all these kind of things which normal people would just assume to be neurotic. In this case we got on the bus, we headed out, we kept on going. It was about six hours from Sydney. And about four hours into the trip, I kind of got the sense that we were going in the wrong direction. Turns out we were going to a place called Whingham, which uh, elands is, like, north of Sydney. Wingam is, like, west of Sydney. And six hours west of Sydney, you're getting into some pretty interesting areas. This is uh, deliverance-style stuff. And uh, they let us out in a place called Scone, which was still about an hour's drive from Wingham, but at least would give us some ability to potentially get to Wingham within the next couple of days. And I proceeded to have a long, protracted call on the telephone with the bus company trying to get us to Wingham, which was what was on our tickets. Notice how I'm using the Eddie Murphy being Bill Cosby version of the word. Tickets. Anyway. I argued on the phone for about half an hour until they finally conceded that... Uh, We could get a reduced rate to stay at the local pub. And then there would be a morning school bus that would take us half the way. And then we'd get another bus that would take us the remaining distance. School buses basically are for everyone in these areas. They're not just for school students, but school students take up the majority of the seats. But, you know, drunks returning home, this kind of stuff, they take the school buses too. So while I was on the phone with my two friends sitting around... A group of girls started congregating around us, age about probably 13, maybe 11, maybe 13, through to about 16. And I think I was probably maybe 19 at the time, as were my peers. And uh, when I got off the phone, the girls started clapping and making a big deal about it and asked if we wanted to go to a party. And I'd had a distinctly different experience as my friends had when I was 18 I went to the local university and I lived on campus surrounded by well let's just say the it is surrounded by country Catholics these were people who didn't know anyone in Canberra, didn't know anything about Canberra uh, but had come to Canberra for university and their parents had decided that this was the location, in fact many of the parents had actually met at this place it was still run by nuns uh, it used to be a convent uh, it used to be women only, and then, you know, they let men in and what have you. So my experience going to this place, living in this place, was that uh, one should be really very careful associated with actually going out to the middle of nowhere and just, like, mixing with, like, what appeared to be initially just a small group of strange women or strange girls. So We went on to this party, and everyone there was female. There was not a male in the place. There were probably, I don't know, maybe 16-odd girls there of various ages. The younger ones, like I say, 11, 12, 13. And then there were a group of, I don't know, maybe three or four, you know, 17 through to 19-year-olds. But it was just very strange. They would finish up each other's sentences and they weren't even related. Early in the piece, a... Party went out to catch a kitten, and I went out with a small group of girls, maybe three or four girls, and I ended up catching the kitten and bringing the kitten back, and I could actually talk to the kitten and kept the kitten playful. So I kind of had a throng of, I don't know, <laughs> four or five of these girls around me. My friend who'd come up with me had a throng of maybe two or three, and the other guy, I don't know, he He had some girls around him as well. And the whole thing to me was just surreal and actually slightly disturbed. And I knew that the practicalities were probably... that The reason that there were no men at this gathering was because the men would turn up at some stage. Like, this was actually a ruse, basically, to have a bar fight. And the circumstances were, at some time, probably called in by one of the girls. A group of guys would just show up and basically pummel the crap out of us. And I'd heard about these kind of events previously I had a sense that this was what was happening. And I realised that my friends that were totally digging all these amazing young chicks were basically, you know, five minutes away from uh, being knocked unconscious and probably thrown in a ditch somewhere. So, anyway, I was the um, downer at the party. I went off and uh, spent a good period of time by myself. And lo and behold the guys turned up and they had a big ute and they had uh, shovels and various other things. And I thought it was kind of surreal that it all kind of came together the way it did. I made sure I wasn't inside for a majority of the thing. My friend left his address and a variety of other things that I went back and took. But yeah, I was on watch that evening associated with this event because I was well aware that nothing like that happens in the real world. And there are plenty of false Nirvanas out there And Scone was one of these false nirvanas. My friends didn't see it quite the same way as I saw it and basically went back there afterwards. (laughs) I had to come back because I was going back to university, so I left early and they took a major detour through Scone. The Scone story is something that I bring out, I wheel out on occasion to tell people that sometimes you can have these utopias or apparent utopias and just miss the imminent danger that is in fact there. Or at least the fact that Being in the experience is completely different than being told about the experience after the fact. Tom Barbale in San Jose, signing heart.